1: My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: Okay, here we are in mid-September 2021. What do you think about the real estate market so far?
2: It's been as advertised. And, you know, we knew that the uh, August and July months would be a little bit quieter with everyone getting back to the new normal, if you want to call it. Uh, We knew they'd be out and about and real estate would take a back seat and uh, that's exactly where we were at the end of August. But if you look at September, typically it's quieter until the middle part of September and it starts to take off afterwards. Well, if we hit 7,000 sales for September, we're going to end up at 95,000 sales. Now, why is that number important? It was the entire 2020 total. 95,000 sales. So with three months to go, with an entire quarter to go, we are going to match last year's output, which was the third busiest year in real estate history.
1: So how do you explain that last year, 2020, when there was that long pause where everything was shut down, how do you explain that that was the third busiest year in real estate?
2: You know, we, started off, uh, we started off the year pretty busy. And what happened was in March, the bottom fell out because everything shut down. So March, April, and May were very quiet in terms of sales. What, we're, what we saw after that was a market that had so much pent-up demand, people just wanted to get back out and get into the market. And so basically we had three months that were – pretty non-existent last year, and we had 95,000 sales in those other nine months. This year, in nine months, we'll have 95,000 sales. So it's pretty much at par with last year, but with three months still to come, we will rival one of the top two years uh, in real estate history this year.
1: So looking ahead to the end of this month, post-election, to the end of this year, you've talked a great deal on this show about inventory being the issue. Do you anticipate that that will continue to be the issue in this market?
2: That really is. Supply is the number one issue in the market. And let's just take a look back to August numbers. In August, we only had 8,201 active listings. That's down from 16,600 in the previous year. So we had half of the inventory, Tina, and we sold 8,596 homes. So think about this, if we're selling 8,500 homes and we were down to 8,200, if nothing else came on the market and we sold the same amount of homes in September, we would be out of homes right now, which is really scary. I've never seen this in my 16 or 17 years in, in real estate. This is where inventory is at a critical level right now, and we need help in getting inventory. We need the new builds to start. It's, it, it's, and this is only domestic demand. So think about when the borders open and people are moving back to Canada or moving to Canada. They need homes as well. And we are seeing this right across every category, even leases, the reason that we're having so many bidding wars and multiple offers and prices are going out of control is because we do not have supply.
1: In terms of the MLS market stats, could you break them down for us?
2: Yeah, so for, if we took a look at August, for the month of August 2021, we had just over 8,500, just under 8,600 sales. That was down, that was down 19% from last year. But again, last year, lots of pent-up demand. This year, more of a traditional year. So that number is not surprising. It should be where August ends up traditionally. So that is good. New listings, we only had 10,000 new listings at the market. Usually we get about 19,000. So again, new listings were down 43%, which is why our active listings were down 50%. And the average price continued to increase. It was a healthy increase. It was about 12%. So right right, where, you know, traditionally, it's about 8% to 10%. So it's a little bit higher because of the pent-up demand, but it shows that it was a little quieter in July and August. Otherwise, these numbers were hitting the 20%, 25% earlier on in the year. And days on market, it's a little bit quicker to sell a home right now uh, than it was last year. And, again, that's because... People are getting into homes. Last year, there was a little bit of hesitation going into other people's homes. People were looking at it online. Now that they're able to get out there, homes are selling quicker.
1: Is there an area that's the seller's hot spot right now? I would say anything under a
2: million dollars is a hot spot or a (laughs) hot price point, if you want to call it, uh, because they're few and far between, and even those are getting multiple offers. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to break that million-dollar mark because they need 20% down as soon as they go over a million dollars. So anything that is in the seven hundred and fifty to $900,000 range, it's getting a lot of attention. And uh, the, the objective of buyers is to try and keep that price point under a million dollars so they can qualify for a mortgage with 10% down or 15% down. Otherwise, as soon as you break a million dollars, you have to put 20% down.
1: Is there a type of property that's more in demand? Right
2: now, it continues to be detached homes, and and people are, uh, you know, again, going farther out to get a detached home than they normally would have. And what contributes to that is the ability to work from home now. A lot of employers have permanently switched their employees to work from home, and that allows people to stretch their limits a bit, you know, stretch those borders and be able to live a little bit farther than maybe what their comfort zone would have been in order to get a detached home.
1: And what are you hearing from your clients right now, whether they're buyers or sellers? Are they comfortable heading into tour a home and and check and, you know, kick the tires, as they say?
2: They are. And, you know, people want to get out there. They want to buy. There was a a little bit of a lag that we had, and that had to do with buyer fatigue. They were just tired of losing multiple offer after multiple offer. But as July and August were a little bit slower and quieter on the real estate front, people were getting back out there to scoop up these properties and be able to get into a home that they
1: love. Do you see an end to the multiple-offer scenario?
2: Until we have more supply, we will not see an end to the multiple-offer scenario. And it is actually getting bad now because it is spilling off into leases because if people cannot find a home that they love and they want to buy, they're turning to lease for a year or two years and, uh, you know, hoping something comes up during the term of their lease. But now leases are getting multiple offers. We're seeing offers come in on leases, which are three or $400 a month higher than what the asking price is. And, I have not seen that. I've seen $50, $100, $150 over asking. But now we're actually getting offers that are three or $400. So over asking, they're trying to make it as beneficial to the landlord as possible by offering three, four, six months in advance. Uh, it, it is a really hot market out there because there's no supply.
1: If this was a typical market, what do you see as we head towards the end of 2021?
2: This is a typical market, Tina. You know, we're probably gonna see, I would say, about 20,000 sales uh, in the last three months. Uh, and, and what's gonna happen there is that's gonna put us at about 115,000 sales for the year. And that's gonna be the busiest year in Toronto real estate history. So I can totally see that happening. Originally, at the beginning of the year, I had said that we would hit at about 110 or 112,000 sales. That would have made us number two in overall stats. But the way the year is going, I wouldn't be surprised if we do hit 115,000 sales, and that will become the busiest year in, in history.
1: Wow. We'll be watching after the break, housing, mortgage rates, and the federal election. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan, from Remax Prime Properties, with today's guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Colin Mason from the Mortgage Domain. Colin, welcome back to On the Market.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
2: Colin, the parties have all introduced what they would do for assisting Canadian homebuyers with respect to mortgages, and we had a chat offline Tell us what the government is planning and what they missed out on. What would you have liked to see in these proposals?
3: I think, uh, as you and I spoke about, I think that the approach uh, historically has been uh, for, uh, to create a a scenario for home ownership uh, to be within reach of more Canadians. They've always looked to the, uh, that housing market itself. Uh, Obviously a contentious issue right now is, uh, bidding bidding wars properties going way over the listing price and it 's hard for uh, particularly first time home buyers but buyers to be able to uh, be able to get in on the market so i in in the past the uh, the attempt has always been to uh, soften the market uh, and some of the attempts that they 've done have have been on the mortgage side, and I think there's some things that they can really do uh, to uh, make it easier for home buyers on a qualification purpose so, uh, or basis. So a few things that I think that they should take a look at would be increasing the debt service ratio thresholds. Uh, right now, for example, they are uh, 39 and 44 debt service ratios. So for those that aren't familiar with it, uh, those are the percentages of your uh, gross annual income that the banks look at to see how much you can afford on a monthly basis. Uh, in the years past, those ratios have been down as low as 30 and 40 percent. So, they've made it a lot more difficult for people just from an affordability perspective. Uh, the other obvious uh, issue, and which impacts those debt service ratios, is the stress test. Everybody has heard. In 2016, when they rolled out the stress test, it made it that much more difficult for home buyers because instead of qualifying at the rate that they're going to be paying they end up having to qualify at a rate that's inflated to protect them against the likelihood of increasing interest rates when their mortgage comes up for renewal. It's in Syria I think it's a very good idea. Uh, but I think what's happened now is, you know, for example, on a variable rate mortgage you can get a rate as low as, say, one one and a half percent, but the benchmark calculation is five and a quarter. And it seems punitive to me at this point because it's just making it very difficult for people to qualify for mortgages at that high rate. And then the other thing that I, I think is an idea would be to extend amortizations, particularly for those buyers that are uh, maybe first-time home buyers uh, that are newer into the market, uh, have a lot of earning potential and years of home ownership uh, down the road. Uh, I don't see any reason why uh, you know, they wouldn't be able to increase that to uh, you know, 40 years, as opposed to 25 years, which it is now for a high ratio mortgage.
1: And Colin, do you think that we'll see a change in mortgage rates or the cost of borrowing post-election?
3: Uh, I think it may not. You'll, you'll definitely, I think you're going to see a, a, an increase. Most elections do result in some rate fluctuation. I think that uh, an increase in Rates is inevitable. I think long-term. I think rates are going to be here. These low rates are going to be here for uh, you know 12 to 18 months at least before you start to see any significant changes. Uh, you may see some some slight increases, but I, we've seen some slight increases over the last uh, 12 months. But then the you know the They've dropped down a little bit. So they've been, overall, they've been very low. I think that low rates are here to stay for the foreseeable future, particularly because the, although the election is a, is a hot topic right now, uh, we still have a lot of work to do to, to recover economically. So I think that you're going to see rates still low. As far as I can see, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was going to be as long as 18 months before there was a significant rate increase.
2: And, Colin, well, there's a lot of talk about trying to calm the market down trying to calm down the pricing that uh, people are paying for homes. If they do and if they are successful, how do you see that playing out with the mortgage industry? Because people have qualified for certain amounts and and have certain mortgages. Would that put people almost into the negative?
3: Uh, Well, for existing home buyers, I think part of the the problem that you and I were talking about, this is a housing shortage. So I think what you're seeing right now is just, is is a lack of supply which is creating that higher demand. I think that if uh, if people are more likely to hold on to what they have, so I don't think you're going to see a, a a huge crash. Especially if 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 there's a softening of the of the market, I think it'll just be people will say, well, you know what, right now it's just not the time to. To sell, And I don't think you're going to see too much of an issue of people qualifying for the mortgages that they already have, because for the most part, unless it's for, as a result of a job loss or something of that magnitude, I think overall, uh, all the safeguards that are in place, I mean, I think that there's maybe a little bit too many right now, but I mean, uh, we are quite, from what I can see, we're quite um, added against the potential of increasing interest rates. So uh, I don't really see that if the market's softens. Maybe you're going to have some people that are uh, a little bit more in a desperation sell scenario, uh, but uh, I don't think that you'd see a loss scenario. I don't think that the housing market's going to drop significantly. I think if the, they're able to maybe flatten the curve a little
1: bit. Now, all parties have have promised to build more homes and to put a stop or freeze, at least temporarily, on foreign ownership. Do you think that's enough to help first time buyers? I think it'll definitely
3: help. I think part of the problem with the multiple offer scenario. Again, NASA's more of the authority on that uh, that question. But I think you know a lot of home buyer right now. Toronto is a is a is a good place to buy, particularly in the Toronto market, like the GTA, so I'm talking York Region, obviously. Uh, it's a hot market to buy, and it's still very affordable for foreign buyers. So I think that that will probably have an impact, and it will certainly allow some people uh, to, uh, to get into the market. There's going to be a, a percentage where that will have an impact, but I think overall the problem that we're running into right now with qualifying borrowers is that... It's, the mortgage amounts that they require in order to qualify are out of their reach, and I think a good portion of it is the, va- the value of the property is a, is a huge contributor, obviously, but I think some of these factors that I mentioned to you earlier could be put into play to get their debt service ratios more in line and they're more reasonable, and I think that would allow for uh, people to qualify for larger mortgages, and as long as they're able to carry them for a longer period of time, then they should be in good shape
2: we've seen a little bit of a pause in the market and that coincided with back to school, but also with, you know, the, the happenings around an election and traditionally around an election time, it gets a little bit quieter. What do you see coming out after the election? Do you see the market spiking a little bit to make up for, uh, you know, a couple of slow weeks? Where do you see the market uh, heading towards?
3: Oh, uh, well, I think that this time of year, uh, as you mentioned, it tends to slow down a little bit before uh, you know kids go back to school and so on and so forth. So this is a very typical slowdown for this time of the year. Um, you know over the last uh twenty four months, we've seen a little bit of a, a shift in that normal ebb and flow just because of obvious uh, recent events. But I think overall this is this is a typical year still numbers are I think are still uh, quite quite positive. Uh, growth-wise in most sectors that I can see. I mean, you're going to see a slowdown. I think the election, obviously, this is a very important election for many people, so I think that it's... A lot of people are waiting to see. So I think you may start to see... Of course, uh, you know, it's going to depend perhaps significantly on what the results of the election are, but uh, I think at that point, you may start to see some movement after the election. I, I think sort of... After the uh, post-election, momentum is sort of what everybody is looking for right now to see what happens. It could go either way, obviously, and we don't really know what the results are going to be, but I suspect that uh, you'll start to see some more activity. Uh, I think it'll heat up quite a bit after the election.
1: And so you said we'll have to wait and see. What is your message then for buyers and sellers right now?
3: Well, that's... uh, (laughs) That's a loaded question, obviously. I wouldn't want to stop someone from buying a property, you know, and miss out on that opportunity. If there's an opportunity that's there now uh, and, uh, you know, everything fits, then I would say, obviously, you know, do what you need to do now because who knows what the future is going to hold. If rates go up, if properties continue to go up in value, then today's deal might be the best. Uh, I, don't think you can worry, I don't think you should worry about rates – skyrocketing in the next you know, couple of weeks, so I don't think it's an emergency, uh, but I've been telling my clients, you know, if there's not something out there that's really appealing to you, just just wait out the next couple of weeks and see how that goes. I think, they, I think you're going to see a, lo- a little bit more inventory coming on after the election, so there might be a little bit more selection, because any of these things that the government is, whatever government gets in, whatever they plan to do, it's not going to take effect right away. So, I don't think that people should expect it. you know, on the 22nd, everything's going to change, right? So...
2: Great uh, information, as always, Colin, if people want more information or want to contact you, how can they do that?
3: Uh, well, obviously, uh, if they're talking to you, uh, you can point them in my direction in all the different ways. Uh, we... Uh, the best way is uh, if you want to call us, uh, you can call us at 416-410-0900. Uh, any of the extensions that are there for uh, our team. And as well, uh, you can email direct me directly at colin.mason at themortgagedomain.com.
2: That's awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to having you on in the
0: future.
1: Thank you. When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and our first one comes from Frank in Maple. He wants to know, what is an estate sale, and how would this affect my home purchase? Asif?
2: Great question, and an estate sale is usually after uh, someone has passed away, and either their estate is selling the property, or the children are selling the property on behalf of that person's estate, and... What you have to look for is you have to make sure if they need certain provisions from the courts or if they need a probate, that that has been taken care of because that could delay a closing. So if you're looking at closing quickly on a property that is being sold through an estate and they haven't got a probate as yet, you may face significant delays, and these could be anywhere from two weeks to six months or eight months, so that's something that you want to look for. The other aspect of this is uh, what type of shape is the property in, how long has it been vacant. You want to take a home inspector through to make sure everything has been maintained properly, shut down properly uh, when the property was vacant, if it was vacant, and be able to ask different questions on, uh, you know, what went into the home, uh, where these things were. A lot of times the children will have that information of if this home was built from scratch uh, by the, person that uh, is is selling it right now they may have plans and drawings we just went through a, a property that we sold which was an estate sale and they had all the plans so it made it really easy for renovation so you want to get as much information as you can from the estate
1: and in terms of probate is that something that the buyer's lawyer or agent will take care of
2: It would be the sellers. So whoever is handling the estate, that lawyer would be taking care of the probate, and then they would advise the sellers when that is ready, and you can forward it to both lawyers, the buyer's lawyer and the seller's lawyer, because quite often the real estate lawyer that the sellers are using is different from the estate lawyer that they're using.
1: Okay, lots of things to consider, absolutely. Our next question comes to us from Kayla in Thornhill. She is responsible for selling her parents' home, and after three months on the market, it's not sold. Asif, what do you think the issue is, and should she take it off the market?
2: This is a a great question, Kayla, and unfortunately, because it's still on the market, it's really tough to answer this as a a realtor because we wouldn't want to step on your realtor's toes. So I'm going to give you uh, some advice as to you know, what you can discuss with your realtor or or recommend that you discuss with your realtor what the options would be when the, uh, you know, what they think the problem is. There's usually only three reasons a home doesn't sell. It's condition, accessibility, or price. And it's only those three reasons that would hold the sale back, uh, especially in a hot market. So I would chat with your realtor, Get the, you know, the opinion from them because they're getting feedback from the agents that have been showing it and they'll be able to point you in the right di- direction as to what buyers are saying when they're in that property.
1: Okay, as a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that?
2: They can always call me at 416 985 That's 416-985-5426.
1: Time now for the -the on-the-market hot listing. Asif, over to you.
2: We are going to go to Mount Albert, and 11 Hamill Heights has just hit the market. It's a gorgeous three-bedroom townhome, couple of bathrooms, open-concept kitchen with a breakfast bar. It's got a private, landscaped backyard. It's fully fenced. It's just a beautiful home, and... We can hear the price, $725,000.
1: And you don't hear that very often these days. Where exactly is Mount Albert?
2: Mount Albert is in East Willenberry, so it's, uh, it's close to Newmarket. It's just north of Newmarket. Great little pocket, lots of construction going on there, lots of development. and, and You know, it's got that old town charm with also a lot of new construction. It's just absolutely gorgeous. The downtown in Mount Albert, if you drive along Centre Street, it's got a kind of like a Main Street Union real feel to it. And uh, it's just a really nice place to be.
1: One more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information.
2: It's a townhome, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, open concept, gorgeous kitchen with a breakfast bar and a beautifully landscaped backyard, which is fully fenced. It's on for $725,000. And for more information, they can contact Steve Fleming at 905-554-5522. If you
1: missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening.